0: Welcome to Destination Marriage, a podcast about successfully navigating the winding roads of marriage. Whether you're newlyweds, engaged, looking to get married or have been married for years, we wanna share with you how we have navigated those winding roads over the past 19 years in our marriage.
1: Join us on this journey as we talk about real life experiences in a marriage and what we have learned along the way. We discuss love, travel, fitness, raising kids, friendships, and much more, all from the perspective of our lives together.
0: Happiness, love, grace, passion are some of the things we all strive for in a marriage, and we invite you to take this journey with us. Welcome Welcome to to Destination Destination Marriage.
1: Marriage. Welcome to episode 20 of Destination Marriage. I'm Tommy. And I'm Jackie. And we are thrilled you have joined us on this journey today.
0: Absolutely. So today's topic is something we all experience as married couples. Yes, all of us. None of us are perfect. (laughs) It's arguing or what maybe someone would call fighting, arguing, fighting.
1: Or just in general, conflict. Conflict within a marriage.
0: Yes. Conflict within a marriage. I mean, that sounds much nicer, I think, than arguing or fighting but potato potato I guess right (laughs) let's fight about it (laughs) it's inevitable that two married people are not always going to agree on everything one may be in a different headspace than the other which can also cause conflict but ultimately no one can go through marriage without experiencing a disagreement I mean it's just that's not realistic but you should really learn how to fight fair so today is all about put the gloves down and fight fair I like it nice
1: So before we kind of dive into some of our kind of thoughts on the topic, I thought it'd be, you know, interesting and and important to really kind of put some perspective around this. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, we know this is a a heavy topic. It really is. You know, um, we're not talking about, you know, disagreeing on where to go for dinner. We're, you know, there's, we're talking about major stuff that, that can derail marriages Mm -hmm. if not handled appropriately. So we don't, we don't claim to be experts on the, on the, uh, the topic, but you know, after 19 years, I think we've, uh, we've learned some things along the way on, on how to We've had
0: 19 years of fighting
1: What? <laughs> on how to resolve conflict. And, um, you know, like you said, nobody's perfect. And we, mm-hmm. I think we both would agree. We, we have ways to go and we'll continue to, to mature and get better with it. I hope, um, that's my goal. I don't know about you. I'm on board. Okay.
0: Um,
1: so like I said, I think it would be interesting to kind of uh look at some statistics about conflict within a marriage and mm-hmm. just to kind of put some perspective and to kind of uh, show the gravity of this of this issue so uh there's a these two doctors Dr. John and Julie Gottman I have heard of them in the past I've heard some have been heard them been referenced in the past okay. they're very well known um, psychologists that have uh done a ton of studies over the years and' mm-hmm. have written many books and articles and They're contributing editors and do a whole series of marriage workshops and so on. Um, They've done some really interesting research. And there's just a few things we pulled out. Yeah. And they're, if you go to their website, it's, they've got everything kind of posted there from a reference standpoint. But so they, one of their kind of core, um, kind of, they've, I guess, like, like a trademark almost like they're Mm -hmm. kind of, I don't want to say shtick. That sounds like it's a joke, you know, like it's a, a play or something, but they have what's called the four horsemen of marriage conflict. Okay. And it you know it's kind of that reference of you know the four horsemen of the apocalypse. It's not a it's not a positive four horseman. It's things that can mm-hmm. absolutely destroy marriages. And they actually say that they can predict couples that based on those kind of f- these four attributes right up to the, they can predict with a 90% accuracy if those those couples are going to get divorced. Wow. Yeah, 90% it's pretty intense. That's
0: pretty yeah. So the I mean, you said the apocalypse. That's that's kind of <laughs> Well, if, you,
1: if divorce is apocalypse for, for, yeah. for that marriage, then it's you know it's a it's an interesting kind of play on words. But, yeah. So the four conflict, the four horsemen are criticism, mm-hmm. contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling. Okay. Right. And so what they say is, if those four kind of attributes are alive and well in your marriage when it comes to conflict, mm-hmm. it's it's not going to end well. Not gonna end well. Mm-hmm. So, um, a couple other things that they uh, do. You, do you agree with those four things? I mean, they're all pretty, pretty negative things, right?
0: I would say so. I mean, uh, to be completely honest, I've never used the word stonewalling before. So, <laughs> it's like stonewalling. I, sorry. <laughs>
1: it's, it's fine, baby. It's like we talked about, what a couple of weeks ago. Like yeah. You've got all these these weird Tommyisms that you've picked up. But stonewalling is kind of a more common word. I gotta I say. I
0: know. But I just? Never used it. Sorry.
1: Yeah. We were joking about this earlier and yeah. I walked away and said, are you stonewalling? And I was like, yeah, I guess so.
0: <laughs> now I'm going to use it all the time.
1: That's right. So on that note, here's some, some more statistics. And I, I, I agree with these two, these next two.
0: Okay.
1: So in marriage, 85% of stonewalling is done by men, by the husbands.
0: I would agree with that.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm being perfectly honest. Yeah. Like. If, if on average, if, if one of us is going to avoid con- confrontation or just put up some sort of wall in order to not even talk about something, it's, mm-hmm. it's me typically. So a hundred percent of the time it's, <laughs> in our marriage, it doesn't even have to pen.
0: be confrontation. It could just be not, you're not really wanting to discuss that
1: well, at uh, all
0: or at that moment. And yeah, then it could the, maybe feel like stonewalling. I don't know. Well, that's different. We'll talk talk about that. I think a
1: little bit, right? There's, there's like a time and a place for things. Yeah. There's a difference between stonewalling and like walking away just to calm things down.
0: Mm -hmm. No, I'm I'm saying if somebody brings up a topic and you just immediately shut it down.
1: Yeah. That's hurtful. Like it's, just completely, you know, just telling your partner, like you, what your concerns are or Mm -hmm. just not interesting to me or I don't care. Right. Um, and then, kind of uh, the con- conversely, eighty percent of the time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's the wife that bring up that brings up issues in the marriage.
0: I would agree, right? I'm absolutely. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say a hundred percent of the time, but it's probably more than eighty percent that I bring <laughs> up the topic. But I think that's just how we're created. We're built to be, I think, better communicators. I mean, yeah, I just you're don't built to seek
1: seek out that that relationship. You you mm-hmm. feel, at least I think, you you feel it emotionally when there's that break
0: mm-hmm.
1: or that conflict even if it's not been a conflict yet. Like you feel it differently than I do.
0: Yeah, and I think that's probably the only way to at least for myself and a lot of other women that I know um to work through whatever the conflict may be, the situation, to really process everything as well. Like I mean, I don't even know how many words, don't they say like women say, I forget a crazy number of words in a day versus men. Like there's oh, a yeah. huge difference. A lot, a lot okay. More. So that just proves that we need to communicate. We need to get those thoughts out. You know, we <laughs> need to have that. Cause it, if not, I feel like it's just, it almost causes just a, a frustration, maybe even a resentment. I don't know. Probably would be really unhealthy if they weren't encouraged by their spouse to, yeah. at well, least I mean, even it's... if you didn't want to say anything, just be a listener. You yeah, I,
1: I, I, that's why they, they put it in there as, you know, one of those, those yeah, I uh, agree. Four horsemen. But so here's a interesting kind of outside of the four horsemen thing. Um, I, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. So they say in stable marriages, there mm-hmm. is a five to one ratio of positivity to negativity during conflict. Mm-hmm. Whereas in unstable marriages, the ratio is 0.8 to one. So essentially, there's, less than a you know it's more more negative than positive mm-hmm. and during the conflict right in unstable marriages what do you what do you think about that
0: um i would agree i mean obviously in on, if the marriage is already unstable then i would imagine that there are other things in the marriage that are already foundationally or you know large cracks that are probably going to cause either one whether it's the husband or the wife to fight in an ugly way. They're probably doing all of the things that we're about to tell them not to do. Um, so I would imagine <laughs> all of those things are probably already in the ring and you know, they're mm-hmm. probably hurling insults. Who knows? I mean, there's probably no, um, no boundaries there at that point, you know?
1: Yeah. Cause I think, and I like that though, five to one positive. It's almost, I mean, for me, I was, when I read that, I was like, you know what, I'm going to kind of log that in the back of my mind that mm-hmm. to think through that, like, if we're in the middle of a conflict, make mm-hmm. sure we're focusing on if we, if we had a five to one ratio on every conflict okay like that means that we're both on the same page with respect to why we're discussing this that everything else that this is a covenant that this is mm-hmm. we love each other that we want this to get you know all these positive components of a conflict mm-hmm. I think it's for me it's like a like a like a mental backstop yeah something or something to filter through.
0: Another piece of that I would say is, um, do you want to resolve the issue?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, what's yeah? Do you are you you going into this to resolve or just to fight? Or just
0: to fight? Yeah. Yeah. Because if you don't want to resolve it, then yeah, I would say you're probably just looking to argue and make matters worse. So, Well, well, we put together a list of some ground rules for the fight or fighting fair. Um, so first one would be stay focused on the topic at hand. You know, if you're fighting or you're arguing about finances, Mm -hmm. then, you know, that wouldn't be the time to then maybe bring up an argument about a parenting issue. Okay. Totally, completely different topics. Right. But you know, a lot of times when a fight or an argument gets out of hand, I think, and Certain couples or one versus the other may bring up a topic that is either, you know, something completely different, um, going off topic, maybe to prove a point. But again, that's not going to help you resolve the current issue. You're or completely could be, going off or track. Not just
1: maybe to, to prove a point, but also to to try to you know um, i'm i'm kind of at a loss for mm-hmm. what i'm trying to say but like to uh what's the word
0: i don't know you know let's to, like
1: <laughs> like don't look over here
0: okay let's, let's
1: distract distraction please sounds Jeez. like sounds like <laughs> the, <Stop it. laughs> like, you can use it as a distraction right you know and easily veer off course it's a uh, it's manipulative mm-hmm I don't know, maybe something a little bit like the presidential debate we listened to last night where they were just going off on random, random oh insults and topics. That was, a, that was an interesting one.
0: It was interesting.
1: So the second is actually kind of similar, but different in kind of the emotional impact, I think,
0: mm-hmm.
1: is don't bring up past resolved arguments or past hurts yeah. if the current conflict is completely unrelated. So using past resolved issues is kind of that throwing in the kitchen sink at the Mm -hmm. argument. Many times it's used as simply to put the other partner on the defensive and, quote, win the argument Mm -hmm. instead of resolving the argument. It's very very manipulative.
0: Yeah. Well, the only thing I would say about that is when you had mentioned, you know, using past resolved issues, um, past resolved arguments, there may be couples that are doing that very same thing bringing up a past issue but maybe one feels as though it's resolved and the other does not you know so you still don't really know that's Well that's, that means it's not if know, one person if one in the thinks, marriage
1: thinks it's not resolved it's not resolved.
0: Belie- well maybe one thought oh yeah. i thought we already moved past xyz and the other one's still hurting you know over whatever that issue is or maybe they just moved past it just to move past it because they just didn't want to argue anymore but it's still something that is festering or maybe hurts so i don't know i think that in encouraging everyone to communicate wisely to really make sure that your spouse whatever the argument is about they really do truly resolve it you know because mm-hmm. then that can happen if Absolutely. the person has no. I would. I would've Yeah,
1: I would agree with that. Yeah, if it's then it. That, then it's not resolved, mm-hmm. right? And I. When I like when check
0: I, in with your spouse, you know, ask them, "Are we okay? Are you doing okay?" I mean, obviously, because you you may know your spouse well enough to know maybe what they're thinking some of the time. Like I know what you're thinking all the time, but <laughs> <laughs> but just in case you don't check in with them, don't assume that they are fully. You know. They fully healed or have moved past a situation that and I'm not talking about a silly argument there. They're obviously. Yeah, there's something major... that's,
1: that's hurting. But a lot of times, I mean, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. There are times where I will. There'll be something that's really bothering me. Mm-hmm. And I'll I want to talk about it, but I kind of don't because I don't want to fight. But then. I can't hold it in, and I'll start Your a fight. Your face about doesn't hold my, it in. Yeah, I'll, but maybe I'll I'll like <laughs> snap at you with something else, and then boom, it comes out in the middle of the argument. Yeah, and that's that's stupid of me. I don't, you know, that's just an immature thing I do. I would, you know, I'm, I'm work in progress. People, we're
0: all work progress. We're all but a work g- in but progress. I
1: think what's more important in that that kind of ground rule in mm-hmm. this fight is a lot of times in this in this scenario, not in the scenario you just brought up. That's an that's an absolute accurate there there's something deeper seated that maybe is now tied with the optic the, the argument at hand
0: mm-hmm.
1: right and especially in, if, if in your mind it's there they are completely one and the same or like variations of the same argument or just a continuation of something in the past right well that's different right mm-hmm. but I think that using using a past hurt you know that if if I was wrong in this current situation. You're you're angry about something, okay? Right, and we're discussing that. Quote discussing. We're not we're not fighting because we don't fight. Mm-hmm.
0: No. We have,
1: we have passionate exchanges. <laughs> no, I like if, that. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna use that I'll now. Like it. So if if I'm if Wait, you, you want to
0: have a passionate exchange, yes.
1: Oh, no <laughs> oh, you mean oh, no? I don't want to have a fight. If if you are legit. I did something wrong to you and we're discussing that, right? Okay. And then I bring up something in the past that Mm -hmm. you did that hurt me. That's just using it as a weapon.
0: I'm not saying it's the right, I'm not saying that you should do that. What I'm saying is it's not always, I'm saying the person that may be doing that. Mm -hmm. I don't think that maybe they're always being manipulative. I'm thinking there may be some whether it's a husband or wife that are doing that maybe they are doing you know something manipulative and they're trying to then divert that person you know and change the whole course of the conversation but I do think at times okay because this is real life okay marriages obviously endure highs and lows and there may be things in life that one or the other has not healed from and maybe what you're discussing or you're arguing about it could be something that may not be as big of a deal than maybe what happened in the past but it could for someone that is still hurting kind of peel open you know mm-hmm. that scab or that wound so i think it's important to if, if you did go through something that was a major argument especially something that could be life altering that you do check in with that person and not assume that they fully healed that's all i'm saying just to be fair because we no, don't I... know everyone's everyone that's listening to this you know you don't know what goes on behind closed doors so
1: what do you do about that though I'm checking in. Is mm-hmm. that really the answer? If it's a, if it's a year's deep seated issue and you recognize as the person that brought it up in the, in that conversation, yeah. right. In that fight.
0: Is it the it, answer? I think it's, I think it's moving in the right direction. I mean, I think yeah. if, if that person is hurt or else you're going to continuously have that same problem. Do you know what I mean? I know. Well, never I guess what I'm leading
1: is like, what is, what, what, what should be the responsibility for, You know, for the husband and the wife in that scenario, or let's say, what should be the responsibilities for the person that would that has that deep-seated hurt that's not healed, and then their spouse Mm -hmm. checking in is probably not going to solve that, right?
0: I know we could kind of go down this rabbit hole for a very long time because we're being very vague. I I don't really know. Obviously, I'm saying there could be so many different big issues at hand. No, I know. I'm just but I'm saying that is a step in the right direction. Just there to not assume that somebody has healed from it. Because like I just said, like even though I know every thought in your mind, like not everyone knows that of their spouse, you know, especially if you haven't married 19 years, you're probably not as in tune as you maybe would if you were 19, 20 years into a marriage. You know, there's things that I know about you now that I didn't know and I probably would not have picked up on first or second year of marriage, probably not even five years in, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is also maturity you know obviously there are things that I want to be in tune with you know with your emotions and your thoughts There are things that I pick up on with body language and also um, I think with maturity in a marriage there comes a selflessness you know that maybe doesn't exist as much as when you're fresh into a marriage you know everything is brand new as far as being one you know Anyways, I feel like I'm going down a tangent here. A um, so. <laughs>
1: I, I guess where I'm, honestly where I was going is like I think if you're that person that has that deep-seated hurt and all of a sudden you realize I'm bringing this up all the time in conversations and fights and regardless of how you're using it, maybe it, you were triggered that way or maybe, you know. Did
0: you it, just it use is, that word triggered? Oh you I hate really, that I word. I really do hate that word. You do you. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> we're about to have a conflict here. No, I. Th- Wait,
0: I thought it was a passionate, <laughs> passionate exchange.
1: Yeah, sorry, but no, I. I honestly, I believe that in that scenario, it's it's it would be wise for that person to be, to kind of do some self reflection and be like, I need to get potentially get some help here. Like mm-hmm. this is something that is now unnecessarily causing conflict, m- additional conflict in in the marriage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, recognizing that, you know, I think is is an important step.
0: Yeah. In, all I'm saying, I'm not saying that it would it would it's the absolute answer. I'm saying that it's it would be appreciated by probably the other spouse feeling like they care. Do you no, know? that's
1: fair. That's, that's completely all. fair. Yeah.
0: Not that they have to have the answer. Right. That's all. All right, babe. So, the other thing that I was going to say is take turns passing the mic. So, don't talk over one another. I mean, really listen to your spouse before thinking of how you're going to respond, like seek to understand and look for your part in the problem.
1: Yeah. That's definitely a, a, has been a fault of mine as, is not all. I don't, I mean, we, you know, everybody kind of talks over each other in the fight and we try not to, and keep our mouth shut. You know, we both will yell at each other sometimes. Mm -hmm. You just cut me off. You just cut me off. (laughs) Like, let me finish my, but more than that, what I'm really trying to work on Mm is understanding your perspective and where it's coming from. Like whatever it is. Yeah. Not because I think you're wrong, just to truly not to try to like manipulate the situation. Oh, well, you're, you're just angry because blah, blah, blah. Not about that. It's about, all right, I need to put myself in Jackie's shoes so I can become a better husband in mm-hmm. that scenario. And that's, I think that, that seek to understand is really important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Instead of automatically thinking of, what am I gonna say next? You know. Yeah,
1: exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like you're just you already got your next zinger lined up yeah. before you, the person's even done talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's that's tough to do, man. When it, when the when the adrenaline's flowing and.
0: Yeah, man. You just call me man.
1: I said that in a generic.
0: I'm teasing. I don't
1: care. A gen- <laughs> you know what? You're just nitpicking at me tonight. You know, uh, this is just.
0: I'm just teasing. I'm looking forward to this passionate exchange later this on. This is about so. to escalate. <laughs> um,
1: I, how do you seek to understand, though? How do you do that?
0: Um, I would say if you're not really on the same page, you're not really understanding what they're upset about, ask questions. Mm-hmm. Not sarcastically either. Like, really ask questions to try to understand where they're coming from because I don't think, you know, depending on what it is, we both communicate differently. You know, obviously we communicate better now because we've been married for a long time, but we didn't come into the marriage communicating the very same way or really understanding how one communicated versus the other when, you know, real life arguments or disagreements, you know, come to the surface. So I think asking the right questions but also being sensitive and asking the right questions, because you can also ask questions that could be a zinger. You could ask a question sarcastically, you know, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I'm sure I've done it. I'm sure I've done it.
1: Yeah. I think that that's a good point. The seeking to understand and really the the kind of the, that goes along with that is that look to kind of, as you're understanding, think through like, what's my role, you Mm -hmm. know, in this, this conflict that, that I actually, you know, self-reflection of I I was wrong here, yeah. You know, especially from your perspective, it's even sounds worse when it then than just thinking on its safe on its on the service what the problem is. Mm-hmm. So I think that seeking to understand and you're knowing your own part in the the role, yeah, and not talking over each other. That's a good point. That's hard.
0: That can be hard. It's really hard. It is.
1: We should get like a little hacky sack and then like we throw it to each a other when sack? it's our turn or whatever, just so that you you can, it's, you know, all right, my turn to talk like we're in kindergarten. No, I got to think of something
0: <laughs> more fun than that. Hmm. a hacky sack.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Do people even a hacky sack anymore? I don't know. I haven't seen I, those
1: things in a long time.
0: I, f- I feel like I haven't seen anyone hacky sack for, I don't even know how long they may not even sell them. All, all right, right. Next one.
1: Next one. So this one is, uh, is very easy to not do correctly. Mm-hmm. So don't hit below the belt. Be respectful and mindful of your words. So refrain from hurling insults or raising your voice. Um, I think uh, when you look at "don't hit below the belt," it, I kind of liken it to you know, as a couple, mm-hmm. we know each other's vulnerabilities, we know each other's insecurities, and using that against them in a fight in an argument—that's just gross. It's it's never acceptable. Period.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, if you were to hurl an insult at me about my second toe, which is, like, taller than the rest of my toes, that's just, that's where I draw the line. It's
1: literally below the belt. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) It's way below the belt and then a little further past your big toe.
0: (laughs) And I can't help that either, okay? I
1: love your toes, baby. (laughs) I think that one goes without saying, but, Mm -hmm. you know, let's be real. We've had fights Mm -hmm. where it goes off another... in another direction because you're like how can you I can't believe you just talked to me like that I'm like and then I get like frustrated because we're way off topic and then I realize I'm frustrated because I shouldn't have said that Mm -hmm. that way so that's a good one what's next baby
0: well the next one and I think I kind of think that people should know this but you'd be surprised and we've been places where we've seen people (laughs) just get into a full-on argument um so I would say uh, choose an appropriate time to hash things out. First off, if you have kids, not in front of your kids. You know that's not fair to them. And number two, not in a public place. So I think Tommy and I, we've been on a dinner date before, and have seen other couples like arguing next to us. Very awkward. On a dinner date. Actually, this happened recently. We were in Charleston. We're like, but they kept ordering food and drinks, and they were just like, they were just going to eat their all the food, all the drinks while they argued, they didn't decide to leave. Like, no, we're, we're dining. <laughs> we're dining and we're enjoying this meal. Damn it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, the kids won or in front of family trying to
0: bring mm-hmm. family
1: into, you know, a fight and try to have them pick sides. It's an, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's a never, it's a non win. It's just terrible. Right. And then it's, it's devastating to children.
0: Yeah. It causes division. You don't want to make, and I would imagine, you know, if you, well, I'm saying causes division. If you're bringing other family members into it or friends mm-hmm. um, with your children, it can potentially not maybe cause division, but think about those seeds so, of yeah, just That's exactly what I was going to say. It sows
1: seeds. Think? So I was going to say it sows seeds of oh, just
0: jinx. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's, it's disheartening, especially if they're in that formative, you know, let's say they're, mm-hmm. you know, if they're three, they don't know what's going on. But if they're 10 mm-hmm. or 11 where they, they can hear what's being said and they're right.
0: like, and then they're learning that behavior Yeah, and could potentially, especially if it's ugly arguing, arguing going on, then speak to the mom or the dad that way, you know, repeating the very same things that they're going to, that they're hearing. Right. And, uh, you know, then obviously maybe, um, either act out or show lack of respect you Agreed. know, mom or dad. So those are absolute no-no's. I would choose a time. Um, Plus
1: kids can, they're also clever and they can use, they can learn to kind of use what, Play those, one against the other yeah, with those arguments. With those oh, arguments. I'm sure. So,
0: Our boys know better than to do they that. They learn, that work.
1: they learn. I think we used to, I used to tell Brandon all the time, like, oh, it's me and, it's me and mom against you. Like, you're never going to like try play to one play one against, against the other. other. Yeah, they, they
0: don't do it because battle, they know. Yeah.
1: They, they really don't. No. They know.
0: I think we told them very, very young though. Yeah. Maybe they tried it with like a toy or a candy when they were.
1: That's not to say they haven't tried to be like, well, I know mom's more likely to give me this or dad's more likely to say no or yes, you know,
0: but but that's not really playing one against the other. It's just,
1: it's just being wise as a child of of going the easiest route.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the other thing I would say is discuss the action and don't label your spouse. So for example, If your spouse or you feel like your spouse did something very selfish, it was a selfish act, then say that was selfish, not you are selfish or you are narcissistic or you're a liar or. Or you always
1: X, you always Y, like you always do this, you always do that. Right. Versus we're here to talk about the one situation that Mm -hmm. we're here to talk
0: about. No, it can be that maybe they did something that was very selfish and it can be that right. maybe they did something that was rude, but you don't label them as a rude person.
1: Yeah. Cause it just puts shame on that person. Mm-hmm. You're shaming your spouse. Right. I, you know, that's hopefully that makes you feel guilty just then, by saying that word. Actually, when I say that word, I feel like. What word? Like a weird.
0: Like Which word? Shame. Oh.
1: Like the idea of shaming you, mm-hmm. like just really hurts me.
0: Yeah, right. That reminds me of the Game of Thrones scene where they didn't they make her march down through the streets oh, wow. and they yell shame at her the shame. whole time. Wow, no.
1: you just went straight to that scene, huh? Sorry,
0: <laughs> I tend to go to ice <laughs>
1: random. Right. <luck>. Um,
0: <laughs> Stay th- on topic. That's right. <laughs>
1: Don't talk about Game of Thrones. <laughs> Sorry. Um. I, yeah. The the labeling thing is really that's hurtful.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: it it's it's name calling. Yeah. You know, it's not discussing their action. Right. So I agree completely, my love. Um,
0: you can call me that. You can call me your love.
1: So the next one we have. <laughs> oh, oh, of course, you're my love. The next one is consider the current circumstances. You may both be experiencing um, life-altering situations, and this could certainly change your mood, your energy level, or lifestyle. Um, another way of saying it is maybe like know where you are. Mm-hmm. And that could be individually know where you are, or as a as a couple know where you are, and recognize that that really could be a contributing factor to why you're potentially like lashing out or mm-hmm. arguing with your spouse.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. I think we've gotten a lot better with this.
0: I mean, we've been married a long time, so we've had we've had life altering situations. We've had you know job changes. We've had you know times where maybe there were there was you know, a, a loss of a a family or a friend or, um, you know, maybe, maybe you're physically not feeling well, you know, I mean, these are all things that could change your mood. Um, exhaustion. I mean, it it could be any number of things that if you're not really in tune to your spouse, um, you know, then maybe you take it personally and then it can trigger an argument, something that just doesn't even need to exist. It doesn't need to happen.
1: Right. Um, Or, or to in tune to your own self know that you're in a bad place
0: and maybe share if that I, with yeah, your spouse if, by the way i'm not
1: yeah but if, if let's say i have a hurt something you did bothered me mm-hmm. but i also recognize i'm in a bad place because of something else that happened all right i'm gonna table
0: mm-hmm. my
1: hurt for a little bit because i'm just i'm gonna act out aggressively towards you in a inappropriate way
0: that sounds really it bad it does sound
1: bad you know what i mean i'm just trying to
0: no one has to call nine one one. He's not
1: aggressively <laughs> assert my.
0: No, like, I mean, what are you talking? <laughs> about? Oh my word!
1: Yeah, that was a little rough. I apologize. I will never aggressively act out towards
0: you. Yeah, I'm like, what?
1: I was trying. You know what I mean, though. Like, yeah, if you know, you everyone's got their own perspective and things that are happening in their lives, and if you use mm. your spouse as your closest person, right. and it's easy to take things out on them.
0: Yeah, they shouldn't be your emotional punching bag. Right
1: that's a see. you should a yeah, punching bag fight like it I like the analogy
0: but a bump
1: this good. one goes without saying um what's that absolutely no violence
0: oh a 100 percent.
1: right I mean it just it adds a whole new layer to mm-hmm. to the to the conflict and now you've created a whole new set of conflicts and you know never throw things never punch uh, holes in the wall yeah Jackie I'm really getting tired of you punching holes in the wall
0: I've been working out a lot my arms are Really All that right kickboxing now. is. Yeah,
1: I'm really scared. <laughs> no, I mean, that's that is again. That's something I I have to get better at. Now it's fewer and far. You don't
0: punch be, holes in the wall. There's a
1: couple. It's it's not because I want to. At physically... your mom's
0: house, there's no holes in our wall.
1: That's true. No, there are, there is that. a Jackie hole in a door at my parents' house from 1995. Yeah, or
0: so y- you were a teenager. You were a boy. Men don't do those things. And you've never done that in the house. We don't have any holes in our wall. Children do those things. It's a very immature thing to do. Not only that, I think when men do that, um, and if 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 your spouse is doing this, 100%, it's bullying. If, if a man is doing that, okay, first of all, they're trying to intimidate the woman. It is it's a, a of form times. of intimidation Absolutely. because they know they're bigger and they're stronger and they're or even if somebody's yelling in your face, that's tr- that's also a form of intimidation. And obviously, women could do the very same thing. I'm saying, probably nine times out of ten, if anyone's was punching holes in the walls, probably in the man, and it's totally unacceptable. But you don't do that. You did that in high school, and I'm pretty sure your mom made you patch that one up. Which it's, I think the patch is still there, and the, it looks—it
1: looks like a knot on the door, like on the wood door. Yeah, but no, that's that's paint and spackle. I was forced. You'd think my parents could have gotten a new door by now. It's like one of those cheap little. They want
0: you <laughs> to see that memory every it's time. A good,
1: it's a funny story.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you know not to repeat and it. And the boys
1: know it too. And they look at yeah. it like, what? They're like, my what? dad did that. So they know. They do know. But there is also that as a man, it's not that you want to phys- it, There's just getting things out physically is kind of the way we operate in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. So I think it's important to understand that and to recognize that you get it out in a different way. Go, go outside and punch a tree or something. But
0: kickboxing has saved so many people from my jab cross. (laughs) Let me just tell you,
1: but that that's actually, it's harder. It's harder than it, especially if you're, if you feel like you're boiling over with like frustration during Mm -hmm. an argument and that's like the only outlet you have. That's, that's honestly what the perspective, my perspective is. If I want to like just punch the air, it's not because I want to intimidate. It's, because it's like the only outlet I feel like I have. And the reality is I need to channel that energy elsewhere. Right. Yeah. So men don't hit stuff. Plus it it really scares the kids if that happens. I mean, it just, it's like, what is happening? Even if this is a momentary frustration, you know, there may be times where I'm out in the garage and I can't get some stupid thing to work. And I (laughs) throw my, you know, my wrench down and scream. You do that, just like my mom did. See, see what? It, and now I want to go punch a wall. <laughs> no.
0: no, Sandy would have. She would have laughed.
1: Yeah, but the kids don't recognize what that is. No, like a momentary frustration. That They're like, kids. why is that. why is Dad throwing stuff in the garage?
0: Yeah, and also it's. I'm not saying you, but like if men are going through their house, destroying their home, it's it's foolish. You're it is for your own home, and then I just I don't understand it. Um, it's definitely not not something i would recommend i feel like if anything you're not only cl- planting seeds of fear in your children and your spouse mm-hmm. um destroying your own home you're like it, the whole thing then that, that. you lose
1: lack you lose respect from the members of your household when you do that absolutely i don't want my house to be a place where where my children and my wife are you know they feel unsafe physically mm-hmm. that's that's wrong as a man Yeah, to have your, if your household is that way. That's not being a man. I agree. If you're, if you are as a man, as a husband using physical or extremely loud, verbal intimidation to kind of keep quote, win arguments or keep people in check. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a, that's just not right. Number one, number two, it's going to backfire on you.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, with that being said, I would say when someone is maybe getting to that place where they feel like maybe they are going to boil over, um, know when to step away. Agreed. Know when, you know, when to step away and then allow the other spouse to step away if they're doing so to deescalate versus, versus. stonewalling. Right. Which obviously stonewalling earlier we said is basically you just don't want to discuss or converse about whatever the situation may be at hand, but. If you know, I'm getting to a point where it's potentially going to get ugly, or I feel like I'm going to say things that I shouldn't say. I'm getting frustrated. It doesn't even have to be like you're boiling over, but you're feeling frustrated. There are times where maybe I've had to step away because I, I feel frustrated. Like I just, I can't even think. So maybe I have to step away or I have to step away and gather myself, collect my thoughts, reset, but I will say this should not be stepping away for Two days or three days or stepping away from no, your spouse for not. a week. You know, this should be let's step away for an hour and circle back because that stepping away for days on hand, I think that's also going to further the problem. Um, now you're just, you know, now you that's stonewalling. are causing that's division. That's not stepping
1: away. That's stonewalling.
0: That's stonewalling? Of
1: course it is. That's, a, well, that's not- the, I mean... I agree with you hundred percent. I'm saying mm-hmm. the op, that's what you're what you're saying is if someone's trying to say, oh, I'm just stepping away because we need to calm down. Well, you needed to calm down for a week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, you're just stonewalling because you don't want to deal with the situation at hand. Yeah. And now you're doing that as a, as a form of, of punishment right. towards the spouse who wants not, to resolve the issue.
0: Right. And I'm not saying if this is someone who is verbally abusing you, punching holes We're in the wall. We're like yeah, talking about healthy conflict. Yeah. I'm talking about healthy conversations in that situation. Remove yourself like from the situation. Yeah. But I'm talking. Yeah. When it gets to a point where we're just not seeing eye to eye, you know, we're both kind of just getting to a point where we're frustrated, you know, step away. Go work out. Go take a bath. Do your thing. Use some essential oils. I don't know, but then <laughs> recollect yourself and visit the conversation again. Yeah, but I don't think it should be a long window of time because no. I, I think that could actually make the other person feel and I think neglected. That's gonna de-
1: yeah, and it's but you got to the, the the ground rule there is agree that at times stepping away mm-hmm. is probably the healthiest thing to do for for a, for a moment and for not a
0: moment.
1: not use that stepping away. If someone says, "Look, this is getting out of hand," I think mm-hmm. we should step away for a minute. You can't, you have to agree to that and then part, you know, go to your corner for a minute. Yeah. Don't then throw that back in their face that they're just doing that because blah, blah, blah. And you always walk away or, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that because now you're going back to labeling and saying this, right. you always do this, you always do that. Mm-hmm. You know, they could be always stonewalling, right? And maybe <laughs> they are. Problem, yeah, right? maybe they are. But I think the, the the key is that agreeing kind of beforehand, you know, there may be times where it's just better to, let's mm-hmm. just. Let's just push pause for a minute. Right. Yeah. Agreed. And then, lastly, you know, know when to get help.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right there. Don't be ashamed if you if you want to go seek kind of a trained professional person that's completely objective. Right. Right. That can, if the goal is to resolve it, not just to, not. We're not talking about divorce lawyers. We're talking about no a marriage therapist. Yeah, someone a or or a counselor individually because mm-hmm. you recognize. Maybe I recognize I've got some unresolved issues that are manifesting itself, you know, in the marriage Mm -hmm. as far as conflicts. And it's clearly not about what's actually happening between the marriage. It's about something that I've got issues with that I need to get to deal with. Yeah. And that stigma around getting therapy is though it's, you know, somehow you're a weak person. I I think it's I think it's changed a lot. I mean, I, I grew up a lot. You know, when you hear depression growing up, you think that person's just weak. Just just mm-hmm. will yourself through it. Well, if you break your ankle and you need to have rehab, mm-hmm. you go to a physical therapist, someone that's going to you know provide the therapy to heal your ankle.
0: Yeah,
1: and it's just the same thing with your heart and your mind, and your marriage.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it'll spill over.
1: Yeah, because there was an interesting stat that I didn't talk about in the um, what's that at the beginning when we were talking about the the doctors there with Doctor Gottman's. Mm-hmm. So, um, a couple things, the average couple waits six years before seeking help for marital problems.
0: Wow. Right. That's a long time.
1: And to go along with that, it says 69% of conflict in relationships Mm -hmm. is about unresolvable perpetual problems. So like there's a lot of people that are, have issues that they can't resolve between Mm -hmm. the two of them and they wait a long time to get outside third party sort of objective help. That's a long time, a lot of issues that can fester and build a lot of of bitterness and anger. And
0: that's
1: a lot of, that's a lot of time lost.
0: Yeah, I agree. Right. And there shouldn't be any shame in wanting to get, you know, wanting to get help, whether it's a counselor or a therapist. I mean, I feel like when people, a lot of people, I don't know how many or what the statistic is, but, um, you know, people don't want to talk about, oh, we're in marriage counseling. It could be completely just, Hey, you know, kind of like you go to the gym, you know, you want to go to marriage counseling to talk about whatever it is. It could be completely healthy. Just wanting to do a tune up in your marriage. It's also, I would say, like you mentioned, you know, something that I feel like nowadays is probably more common. I don't think people talk about it a lot, but still probably more common than it was when we were kids. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was encouraged. Um, but Absolutely. If you can't resolve an issue and it's something that you're just literally riding the same roller coaster every single week, then you need to get help. And especially if, you know, if one spouse has gone off the deep end when it's something that's, you know, they're bringing violence into the situation. Um, Well,
1: that's a no brainer.
0: Yeah. I mean, you both individually need help, but that person really needs to seek help. And there may be other things like you mentioned that. Maybe something that was a life experience of mine that maybe caused certain hurts or pains or insecurities in myself. And you don't share that. So you may not know what I'm feeling internally. And in that case, I need to seek counseling. So it doesn't spill over into our relationship because, you know, I may have triggers, you know, (laughs) your favorite word. (laughs) Um,
1: Sorry, millennials. But these, these, these words you have. He
0: hates that word. Yeah. Literally can't. It triggers him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry.
1: The, the kind of the closing theme is that you know recognize you're on the same team and you want if you're not working towards a resolution and both don't want in your heart for there to be resolution and to move past things mm-hmm. I think one of the things that we've found is that when we have had heated passionate discussions is we always have that like we can both feel it like viscerally mm-hmm. when that that connection, that emotional and physical and spiritual connection, connection has been like severed for the moment. Oh,
0: I can't stand it.
1: And so we always I literally can't stand. We it. We always like will physically come back together, like and and hug and kiss, and we 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 both need that with each other, and I I love mm-hmm.
0: that. I can't. That's why I say like if um we don't do this, where we're like I'll see you in three days, and we'll talk about it then, but. I couldn't, oh my gosh, I'd be like scaling the walls. There's no way.
1: Or if, if, even if we're in the same house and we're just ignoring each other, mm-hmm. like it doesn't last that long, <laughs> even if I really want it to last long,
0: we could try, yeah. but then we'll come back like, I, <laughs> I just can't be away from you.
1: And I with you, baby. <laughs> but you know, some, but I guess with the therapy side of it, if there are just issues that there could be individual issues. There could be fundamental core issues in your marriage that are really right. foundational things that need to be, you know, uh, worked on. Mm-hmm. But it could be just something that, you know, what we're never going to see eye on eye to eye on this. We need some resolution. We need objective help on how to learn to resolve unresolvable yeah. issues. I heard one somebody was talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. He's like, because uh, irre- irre- irreconcilable differences, right? That's like the common word for divorce and. Mm-hmm. And,
0: uh, I thought it was unconscious coupling. Oh gosh. I thought that was the
1: Sorry, we're the not new celebrities one. for, yeah, we're not, Was it, Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin?
0: Yeah. I think they, they coined that. Conscious
1: piece. decoupling, I think was the term, oh. right? Oh, it was conscious. You said unconscious coupling, so they got no. together and they didn't even know it.
0: <laughs>
1: Surprise! <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's just, yeah, well, every marriage has irreconcilable differences. Mm-hmm. Right? You're a woman, I'm a man. Yeah. You know, like there's things about a, a marriage that are just irreconcilable. You learn to to live with those and.
0: Like putting the toilet seat down.
1: That's, you know what? That's an irreconcilable difference. I refuse to put the toilet I'm seat down. I'm outnumbered
0: in this house, so I'm I'm used to it. Like it doesn't matter. Like it, there's always a toilet seat up in this house, somewhere.
1: I hear slamming toilet seats from time to time and a curse word, maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How hard is it? See, there it is. <laughs>
1: Um no but guy just if you need it don't be ashamed to go get help.
0: Yeah.
1: You you you'll look back on it years later and be so thankful that you you were intentional about that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you need it. But I mean just know that you're on the same team. If you don't and if you don't start with that that like we're on the same team here. Mm-hmm. But we we have an issue we need to resolve. If you don't come from that as a starting point, I think that um you've got other deep-seated issues and you're probably you know, trending towards that whole four horsemen potential mm-hmm. scenario. Right. Yeah. So,
0: well, we really appreciate you guys tuning in once again. We love our listeners. We hope this was a value to you guys and yes. you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with a new episode. So be sure to tune in to Destination Marriage. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if so, please continue to listen and subscribe on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. We would greatly appreciate positive reviews, and we will answer any questions at feedback at destinationmarriagepodcast.com. For up-to-date content and news about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at destination underscore marriage and visit our website at destinationmarriagepodcast.com. Be sure to tune in next week.